Hello listeners, patients, and or ClearMinds employees. Dalton here. Due to the studio moving and most of the cast getting the plague, somehow I was the only one with a voice to do this introduction. Eh, just kidding. They're doing well. Mostly. That does mean that our Q&A got pushed back. Not to worry, though. We wouldn't leave you hanging. With that said, we lovingly bring you, fresh off the Patreon, Episode 1 of the H. Gray Investigations. A special thanks to Alexa Lynn, Kelly Harlan, Timothy O'Keefe, Wicked Encounters, Anaya Ravid, and Alex Peltier. Now, let's take a look into the past. Please, enjoy the show. Fired. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. I wanted to leave, and I chose not to fight for it. After all, that job just exposed me to the ugliness that the city has for its people. Unfortunately, the job's all that I know, and the city I know even less. Being a cop wasn't all it was cracked up to be, and trust me, I don't want to be anyone's hero. I remember when I first wanted something else. When I first wanted to be something else. This city is nothing more than a dark whirlpool that swallows you until you're beneath its crashing waters. You become engulfed, and soon... You're just like the city, becoming less and less until there's nothing left of your personal identity. You know this, don't you? I am fully aware of what this city can do to people, and yet I am here, wanting to hire you. Interesting offer, but I'll have to pass. I don't like working for others. You wanted something different, right? Well, I am offering that along with something in your skill set. It's not every day someone breaks away, and it's not every day that someone comes to your doorstep with an offer. I don't need handouts. I can manage on my own. Ha! As a doctor, I can tell you that I've heard that said to me many times. And I still deal with them as regulars. I am nothing like your regulars, Doc. If anything, I'm the most irregular person you've probably met. I doubt that. But I'll take your word for it, if it gets you to hear me out. Ah, fine. What are your terms? Actually, do you have any requests first? Excuse me? I am asking if you want something out of your job. I am willing to offer whatever you'd like, but I have conditions. There we go. No, I believe they are reasonable conditions. But I must first hear what you want. I don't want anything. That's not true, and you know it. You wouldn't be at this grotesque bar, no offense, with glasses of whiskey down your throat if you wanted nothing. In that case, picking up the bill would be a good start. It's already on my tab. What? Come on, Doc. Who are you? My name is Gavin Olin, and I work for Clear Minds. What's that? Some kind of open and close clinic? No. My doors are always open. That, that's not what I meant. I know, but it's what you need to know if I hire you. You will never be out of work. How much are you going to pay me? Nothing. Some job. I think I could offer you a better deal than just payment. Like what? Whatever it is you are looking for. Good evening, Derek. Have a good night, Gavin. 
I took the job. I didn't have much room to argue with his deal. After seeing what he wanted from me, that bastard knew I'd want it too. He read me like yesterday's newspaper, but I couldn't even get a read on him. Damn it. Some detective he wants to hire. The job that the doctor gave me was in a white envelope. One of those cheap ones you'd buy at a local office supply place. It was worn, but it was in good condition. Inside the envelope was a photograph, some scribbled notes, and an article cut out of the local news. The notes looked fresh, and the article had the location of it circled in red. I didn't need to put two and two together. It was obvious. I needed to check out this place and find out about this... person. The photograph was a mugshot of a man roughly in his late 30s. He was well-dressed in a suit and tie, hair parted to the side, a well-distinguished scar over the left side of his mouth. The name was written below in horrible penmanship. The name was Dominic Sullivan, Vice President of Crystal Dynamics. I left the bar and began to walk down the city streets. Didn't have money for a taxi. Pulled up the collar of my duster as the rain began to downpour. The city distracts you away from the grime it makes. And here I was, making my way through the sewer-like streets. It took me less than an hour to reach Crystal Dynamics. I stood outside the metal gates of the building, finding myself a slight overhang to read the rest of the article. The rain sloped over and splashed at my feet, weeping over the path that I walked. I reached for the envelope inside my duster, looked over the article again. There was a fiasco reported about four days ago, and Dominic Sullivan, oldest son of Joseph Sullivan, was suspected for the murder of his father. Joseph Sullivan, age 68, was found dead from mysterious circumstances, which the police refused to comment. After being detained by the police for the initial report, he was released until further evidence could be found. He must have had one hell of a lawyer. They don't let many slip through their fingers, let alone walk out their front doors. If only they did their job right, they wouldn't have had to release a potential murderer based on their lack of evidence. Mysterious circumstances, eh? Probably one of those weird cases again. I walked up to the gate. A few seconds later, a voice came over the small speaker. Crystal Dynamics, state your business. My own. What? If this is a joke, please leave the property or the security will be called. Uh, I'm here to speak with Dominic Sullivan. He's not expecting visitors today. Please make an appointment ahead of time. Look, I was sent by a man named, uh, Gavin Olwen. Miss Sullivan will see you now. Hmm, so his name carries weight. I'll keep that in mind. The gates lurched open before me, and I walked into the parking lot beyond them. In front of me was a large building that paled in the grayness of the clouds above. Windows were tinted, 
and I don't blame them for wanting privacy. I walked in the front door, and the attendant that spoke earlier just pointed to the elevator on my right. I didn't bother talking, but I heard something about the sixth floor before I pressed the closed door button. at the sixth floor, Dominic was waiting for me. I was informed that Dr. Olin sent you. The pleasure is mine. My name is Dominic Sullivan. Yeah, I know. I do not believe I've had the pleasure of knowing yours. You haven't. Will you tell me your name? H. Gray. Well then, Mr. Gray, H. Gray. Right. He did say you'd be rude. Anyway, let's just cut to the chase. I could immediately see that Dominic was the kind of guy that was brought up in this business, and that became his mindset. The kind of nice asshole raised by his father who wants his son to take over the business. Entitled, that's the word. I read him like he was a pushover. But when he got to the brass tacks, he was a whole different story. I pressed on about the questions I wanted answers to first. The police? They were... irritating. But I found them quite manageable after pressing them hard enough. That doesn't seem likely. They aren't the type to let things go. With the right consultant and monetary incentive, I believe anyone can become amenable. Hmm. Well, if that was the case, you must have made Dr. Olin a deal. No. He approached me yesterday. He wants nothing other than to figure out how all this went down. That's it? A fair price, if you ask me. I would rather not let any of this situation be known to the public. I do not know how any of it already has. But bearing the idea of being labeled my father's killer is not in my interest nor this company's. Well, what can you tell me? Only what I've shown to the police, Dr. Olin and the consultant. What consultant? He approached me after the police took me to the precinct. Very interesting fellow. He actually reminds Ah, me- Never mind. What did you show them? Follow me. I followed him down the hallway to a large open room. The room was fully furnished with a maroon carpet, pale white curtains over the windows, and a large dark chestnut desk sat near numerous bookshelves on the back side of the room. If anything, this room looked like an office for some big shot, and the nameplate on the desk reading CEO confirmed my thoughts. There was something about this room that felt off to me, and it was obvious. Next to the window was a marble statue that seemed to be peering outside toward the parking lot. The carving on the statue was incredibly detailed, having wrinkles and creases in what would be facial lines and clothing seams. He didn't have to say anything to me. I beat him to it. So this is him, then? Yes. I found him like this four days ago. The day the police showed up? The day I called them. I didn't think they'd place the blame on me. Look at me. Do you think I can turn someone to stone? I don't know. Can you? What the hell is wrong with you? Let's not go there. I made a jest, but I was looking for anything. 
People in this city can do weird things, and most people don't even know they can. I couldn't be too sure if Dominic could turn someone to stone, or if perhaps he didn't know he could. I sure hope I didn't place my faith in the wrong person. He said that if you can help figure out what exactly did this, he could help my father. Have you noticed anything suspicious about your father before this? Yes. He recently began having private conversations with new business partners. He said that these new partners would help us remove competition in the market. And that market would be? Refining. Here at Crystal Dynamics, we strive for the purest type of refinery for all ores and gems. We have a huge stake in the coal market along with the jewelers scattered across the city. How big would your competition be? Well, our main source of competition is pretty large. The owner is a man who is unparalleled in sales and business tactics. I've only had the pleasure of meeting him last year. Pleasure? He's your rival. For now, we have arranged a marriage due for later years. You both have kids. They are both eight years old, his daughter and my son. That's messed up. It was something we both agreed on to unite business. For now, our rivalry would take our companies to the biggest heights of profit. You see, everyone loves good competition. I don't see the point in it. And I do not see how any of this has anything to do with my father. He could have been targeted by this rival. A target? No, I do not think so. And why not? Because while I had the pleasure of meeting him last year, I was at a meeting with him four days ago. We met discreetly at a dive bar in town. We took extreme measures to make sure that we were not seen. So, you were conveniently away from the murder scene at the time it took place? Yes. We decided at the last minute to have it take place elsewhere because we did not want the public to know of our collaboration. And there isn't a camera or a log that could help you prove your innocence? Of course not. We chose a place out of our normal stomping grounds. The place was old-fashioned, no cameras, and we gave false names to the server there. Not very smart. What part of not wanting the public to know did you not understand? Again, we did not want to be seen. I can see why they placed the blame on you. Too easy. Well, I cannot. I didn't say you did it. Oh, I guess you didn't. But if Rupert did not do this, and I did not do this, then who did? It was then that we both heard it. The sound came from the vents above us. Whatever it was, it bashed against the side of the vent as a pair of talons ripped through the grates. I didn't wait to find out. The sound was deafening and forced both of us to cover our ears. It clamored as it barreled its way through the vents. What the hell was that? That's what I'd like to know. Wait, where are you going? After it. H. Gray, I admire your courage. But do you not think it would be safe to stay put? And what, end up a statue? No thanks. I didn't want to stay around and chat. I wanted to get back to another glass of whiskey. But I had a job to do. I should have known this wasn't going to be an easy one. I followed the noise in the vents until I reached the end of the hall. Dead end. The bashing from the vents seemed to turn back the way it came. It was trying to escape. I returned to the elevator and chose the ground floor. Dominic was running towards me. As he reached the elevator, his gloved hand caught the door before it closed. It was then that I saw something. His gloves tore at his knuckle line, and his knuckles reflected the light of the elevator back into my face. It was faint, but they looked like gemstones.
Dominic pushed his way into the elevator, covering his gloved hand with the other. You saw that I was chasing you. Why did you not hold the door? I was thinking. Mind thinking of me for a change? I am the client. I did when I left you behind. You mean that? Yeah, you'll be getting in my way. You son of a- We're here. Be careful. The lobby was quiet. I could hear the rain pattering against the windows. There was no one in the lobby except for the attendant. There was no banging, no shrieking. Not a sound. There is nothing here. I thought you were going after it. Did you change your mind? No, I lied to you. What? I wasn't trying to get after it, I was trying to get you away from it. That's it. I'm calling security. It is probably just a raccoon or something. I didn't know the raccoons could shriek like that. You know what? I do not know what that is, but we need more than just- Do you want to get them killed too? More manpower means the better odds we'll have against this thing. Sylvia, please contact the guards. Also, call an exterminator. Yes, sir, I- The sound was directly over the attendant's desk. A blur of motion. I couldn't go after it. It would come after us. A scaled tail shot into the air, rattling as tufts of feathers floated airward around the creature's head. Claws scratched the desk. The creature lifted its head with a snap. Its large fangs bit into her skin. It was quick. Her skin started to turn a faded gray as she tried to break away, beginning to dry and soon turning to stone. I watched as the life drained from her eyes. Her voice tried to scream out as her final breath left her lungs. Her eyes showed terror. Terror I knew all too well. I grabbed Dominic by his arm, covered his mouth, and shoved him back into the elevator. I held the closed door button and looked away. Damn thing tried to ram it. What just happened to Sylvia? Fuck. A cockatrice. A what? Scaled body. Rooster head. Sharp talons. A bite that turns you to stone. So you are saying that- Yes. This is the thing that bit your father four days ago. Can it be undone? No. A cockatrice's bite is permanent. Not many live to tell the tale. So, my father and Sylvia- Yeah. Dead. Damn. I'll have to hire a new assistant. Really? That's what matters to you? Of course not. My life is what matters to me. You made that clear when you wanted more people to die. Ugh. How do we kill it? Unless you've got an actual rooster in this building, bullets will have to do the trick. And what if it does not die from the bullets? Things usually do. Unless you're quick on the draw, that thing is right outside the door. And from the sound of it, it is going to get in here. I'll have to be quick. I'm not looking to die, but we don't have anything protecting us from claws or bites. Clothes won't work. Would something made of metal work? Excuse me? A shield of some sort. Yes, but it's got to be at least as strong as the door. Okay, but you're not allowed to tell anyone what I'm going to show you. I'm trusting you with my life. That's a bad decision. What other choice do I have? He took off his suit jacket and laid it on the floor of the elevator. Removed his torn glove and tossed it onto the floor with it. His knuckles were extremely calloused. No. They were like embedded gemstones. 
He touched his suit jacket, almost careful not to touch the floor, as it began to change. It shone brightly for a moment, and when I looked back, the jacket was now a dull silver. Dominic quickly reached for his glove and put it on. <sighs> there. Steel. Is that good enough? Huh. Yeah. Don't get bit. I let go of the button to let the doors open. I waited on the side. Dominic stood in the middle of the elevator. The bell of the door opening alerted the creature. It lunged towards Dominic. It slammed against the metal, fangs sinking into it like butter, shrieking loudly as they got stuck. I didn't hesitate. The creature's body fell at our feet. I holstered my gun, reached into my pockets, and pulled out my lighter and smokes. I offered one to Dominic. He dropped the suit jacket on the floor, shaking as he put the cigarette to his lips. Letting out a puff of smoke, I gave him a nod and left. Dominic looked like he wanted to say something to me, but I didn't want to hear it. What I wanted was a drink. Hmm. So you had to kill it. Unfortunate. I didn't see any other options. Of course. In the future, please try your best not to. So, where are you taking me? To the place of your payment. I don't understand. You will. This is... Your office. I believe you'll find this to your liking. <laughs> it's enough. Good. Now, I assume you'd like a detailed follow-up to the case I gave you? No, just give me the rundown. Dr. Olin told me that Dominic Sullivan is now CEO of Crystal Dynamics. The lobby is to be fully remodeled, with a golden statue of his father now displaying the values of the company. All other matters, including cleanup, have been taken care of. I see. How did you convince the police to drop the case? Oh, I gave them the body of the creature. They didn't seem to like that very much. Yeah, that would do it. So what's next? It's on your desk. I expect good things from you, H. Gray. Good things indeed. Ah. A path was made for me to walk, and I knew that I'd be walking it for quite some time. I don't know how many jobs I'll get, but Dr. Olin, he knew that this job was meant for someone like me. Someone who's willing to get his feet wet. Someone who's willing to get dirty in this cesspool of a city. In this city, there isn't a damn thing you can do except let the rain drown you out in noise. Today, though, today was just a drizzle. This episode was a Dark Papers Entertainment production. The showrunner for this episode was Dalton Lewis. Sound editing was done by Christopher George. 
Script editing was done by Dalton Lewis. H. Gray was played by Michael Williams. Dr. Gavin Olin was played by Peter O'Keefe. Derek the bartender was played by Christopher George. Sylvia the assistant was played by Abby Lisinski. Dominic Sullivan and the Cockatrice were played by Dakota Hamlin. Hey everyone, Dalton again. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the H. Gray Investigations. If you enjoyed this episode, just know that there are more episodes of this miniseries on our Patreon. Speaking of which, our Patreon not only gives you access to episodes of The Patient Files early, but you can also view our scripts and take advantage of future bonus content. For any other announcements, continue to follow us on X or Threads at Patient Files Pod. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane.